Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako Chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 174. We are that podcast talking about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron the S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And let's just hope and pray that with the extra time, I was able to get everything together and nothing falls apart. You need to lower the music. How's also, that? you need to not say things like that, because that's just inviting trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, you got the, the, the believe in me to believe in you, you know? Th- that whole rigmarole. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, how's the volume now? Well, Sorry. now I can't hear music, so... <laughs> uh, well, in that case... Well, see, that's better, because, you know, I can actually hear you speaking over the music now. All right. Well, I did make some slight readjustments to the mixer, so so it'll be, like, a much, much better. Ah. Uh. Yeah, there we go. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And let me go ahead and turn on the live before they start throwing pitchforks at the, um, at the studio. And there you go. We are now live. Check-ins are now available. <laughs> hey. We are live tonight, week of July 22nd, 2014 on the Vogue Network. Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Uh, chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash Network. There's an IRC link, you click on it, your default chat client will bring you right to the chat. But be nice, or else you'll get DOS boot. A <laughs> uh, current, currently trending topic in the chat room is Apple products equal hipster accessories. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I've played around with an iPad. It ain't bad, but I wouldn't shell out that type of money for one. Uh. Maybe if you won one, or was given you as a gift. Did I turn around, if I won one, I would sell it for cash. If I got it as a gift, yeah. I'd find out where it was bought from and bring it in as a and trade it in for store credit. Hmm. Yeah, if, if I won one of those things, I would turn around and sell it. Yeah. And, it's and not... then get a and then get a laptop and, you know, trick it out and, you know, I should say Uber trick it out for the same freaking price. Yeah. I mean, not for nothing. We're not dogging Apple products cuz a good chunk of our listeners listen to us on, on iDevices. It's just that we prefer Windows. We prefer Android. It's not even that. Yeah. I prefer, you know, the same product for cheaper. That too. Because when you're paying, when you're, you know, paying all that money for an iPhone, you're paying for the name. I know. That is what you were paying for. It is no better, no worse, truthfully, than an Android phone. You have your apps, you have, you know, you can do whatever the hell you want to with it, you can jailbreak, whatever. But, uh, yeah, you're paying for a name. Yeah. Have fun with all the Apple fanboys, like, popping up out of the woodwork. Well, you know what? Have we to have to play whack-a-mole with them. No, that's okay. I have something special for the Apple, for the rabbit Apple fanboys. 
and fangirls. What's that? Hey, Ari, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Go get the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give them an extra hour in the ball pit. Harsh. Yeah, only harsh if if, one, if someone pees in the ball pit. Ew. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm probably going to get some hate mail over that one. Nah. Yeah, you're right. You're so right about that. So let's go ahead and kick things off. Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, the last couple of days we've been uh, packing up and getting our shit together in preparation for moving. We're getting rid of the house and uh, finding a nice apartment in a nice apartment complex. Ooh. You know, one with all the utilities paid for. Not bad. And, uh, on the 17th, I ended up getting the, uh, Square Encompasses tattoo, finally. Well, that's good. So, can you tell everybody who does not know what that compass is, what it is, and what it means real quick? It's the, it's the emblem of the Free, free and Accepted Masons. The, it has a, a carpenter square compasses and the letter G in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I had the, uh, I actually posted on my personal Facebook, and what happened was the tattooist who did it, he had a, I drew each part of it separately. He drew the square separately, he drew the G separately, and the compass, he uh, drew only half of it, mm-hmm. and then just mirrored it in a Photoshop and put it together because, you know, to get it perfect on each side. And uh, it's also got a lot of uh, a lot of detail, like black and blue, mostly the main colors. But it's got a gray and a, a gray for the filigree parts of it. Kind of looks like chrome or brushed steel. And he oh, said the right. white highlights would uh, really bring it out, which it's, I've got nothing but high praise for it so far. So I'm really thrilled with the work he did. It was like three hours to do, about 200 bucks, and a uh, scale of one to ten, it hurt like. Uh, between two and three. Alright. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the new apartment, we had the lease on, and, uh, it's all signed, so we just gotta start transitioning all our shit over there. Oh, okay, that's good. So, it, so does it bother you if someone makes a reference to National Treasure in regards to your tattoo? Um, uh, well, we've, like, my brother and I at our lodge, we... We understand that Dan Brown doesn't know his ass from a hole in the wall, so I don't know. The we fa- just make a big joke out of it. I don't know the fact that he went after the um the Vatican in one of his books. You know, I think he kind of gets a pass. Well, National Treasure is different than Dan Brown, and there's actually a trope called Dan Brown, which is pretty much when someone pretends, like, claims that they're a uh, an expert on it on a particular topic. And it turns out they're full of shit. It's named after the man. So why is it named Dan Brown and not Yaya Han? Oh! <laughs> Shots fired! Really? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I can always go the African-American route and go Princess Minority Royality cosplay, but I'm not that much of a bastard. Or am I? You are. Sorry, not sorry? No, of course you're not. <laughs> but yeah, that's how things went for me this week. Mm, that's good. That's moving right along. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, 
kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I worked a lot, but uh, Sunday I basically spent all day dyeing my hair. Uh... I heard about that. Yeah, um, the under half of it was bleached and then dyed green. And the top half of it was dyed my normal reddish. So uh, it makes for a very interesting uh, interesting look. What brought all that on? Boredom. Oh. <laughs> Why would you... I thought you'd know her long enough. I thought there was a, like a bigger purpose behind it where he just decided, oh, hey, I really want to dye my hair these colors, and... Uh, It'll look good with this outfit or this event or whatever. No. No, I have been dyeing my hair outlandishly since I'm 13. So, uh, because of the job that I'm in right now, I really don't have to worry about having normal hair. So, since I did not get the job with Walgreens, I decided, you know what, screw it and went ahead and this is the first time that I've been able to dye my hair something really really outlandish since you know right after high school but I work for a party store really are you gonna bitch that I have green hair <laughs> I'm surprised you don't come in dressed as Pinkie Pie I'll give her no. any ideas no sorry that's not happening Although for, you know, the major two weeks of Halloween, I'm usually in costume. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it. Um, issues at work, but... Uh, Everybody has issues at work. Oh no, this isn't me having issues with work. This is issues at work. Again. There's a... There, se there seems to be a mole in our party store from another party store, so uh, it's causing it's causing issues because we can't exactly prove it. Oh, I thought you meant a, an actual, like, animal, not no. someone just uh, spying on you guys. No. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's been proving to be uh, interesting at work lately. Also, how fucking hardcore is party sit- is the party sales game that people send moles to other stores. Oh, the 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 other party store, the people that own it have like huge rap sheets. Uh, when uh, when our store first like cuz 3 years ago we moved into a bigger store. So when we first moved, uh, they actually sent people over to threaten the manager and the owner from another store. Yeah. Why? Because they were a lot closer to their store? The only thing is, we moved across the street. That's it. We had been in the original store for 13-ish uh, years. And they set up a really, really nice plaza right across the street from that. So all they did was three years ago, they moved. Mm -hmm. And it pissed those people off because, you know, we were in a much bigger place and had more stuff to offer. So they sent they sent two people over to threaten the boss. You know, this is a nice party store you got here. It'd be an awful shame if something were to, you know, happen to it. Yeah, it's 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 kind of... I did not think it would be, you know, that kind of craziness, but 
you know, when you're talking, it's not necessarily the party store business. When you're talking about privately owned stores, because, you know, they're all individually owned, mm -hmm. and, you know, you're less than a block away from another privately owned store that sells the exact same crap, there's going to be issues, I guess. Have you, have you, uh, have you suspected that the place is a, is a front? No. And if we go into the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, HockeyComma says, Industrial Espionage, much? And Bob Coffey follows up with, Send in Jack Bauer. <laughs> but let me tell you, you think that's bad? Okay. When I used to work at the Staples in Lower Manhattan, there used to be a Staples at South Street Seaport. There was a... I walked... I start. I end up in that store and between a rivalry between those stores when it comes to sales and numbers when you buy an item and all the accessories their sales numbers go up that means you're doing a great job now if you return an I an accessory those numbers drop the numbers drop even more if it's a sales if it's an accessory item from another store because it's not just your inventory, it's your inventory plus one. So there was always some rivalry shit going on between both stores until that, uh, until the South Street Seaport store closed, which is now a Dwayne Reed. Mm -hmm. That's okay, I'm hearing that when the lease is up and at the Little Manhattan store, that one will be closing too. And it would not surprise me if it moves across the street to the J&R. Uh, we'll find out come 2015. We'll see. Also, I have a cat on my lap. Storm or Damien? Storm. Where's Damien? Damien is in the living room. He doesn't, I mean, he'll venture, like, around my room. Yeah. But the only time he ventures into my room is when he's chasing Storm. Mm. So I was like, if you don't leave me the fuck alone, <laughs> man, get the hell away from me. Hold on. There we go. There you go. Well, as for my weekend day, it's been pretty cool. I can't really complain. Um, we had a uh, DerpyCon staff meeting, and I discovered some wild shit that happened. 48 at least... A hammer, a hammer dropped 24 hours before the meeting that I found out and there was other shit going on that led to the twi that happened. So I'm like, well, good thing I was not caught in that crossfire. Um, my boss is back from vacation, so we're back to being slackers per se, so you know how that goes. <laughs> and I went through four cups of coffee today. <laughs> Yeah, I broke down. I needed a cup of coffee today. The power of coffee compels you! The power of coffee compels you! Yeah, it, it was a long day. I needed that coffee. Yeah. And, um, while I was out yesterday, paying pretty much all of my bills, I have two more left to pay, and I'm pretty much caught up for the month. I broke, not broke down, I finally decided on upgrading my mouse and keyboard finally telling my Logitech head, my wireless Logitech desktop to eat a dick, pretty much. 
So I have a nice new mechanical keyboard from Razer and a nice gaming optical mouse from Cooler Master. And the thing is, it's not for gaming. I just need the precision mouse when doing various graphics and edits. And the keys, the keyboard, I see something that's tactile that's a little bit faster. Because if y'all don't know me by now, I tend to pound on my keys. Uh-huh. Oh, I know that all too well. Yeah, and now with this new keyboard, I've noticed like within a couple of days, I'm not pounding hard on the keys. It's like more lightweight. Because what those types of keyboards, those cheap keyboards you buy in stores are called membranes, where it's like it needs two sensitivity hits in order for it to register. The mechanical keyboards, a light touch, depending on the switches, and it registers. So, if you're, I mean... Besides outside of gaming, if you are a fast typer, you get one of these bad boys, your typing speed's gonna go up. But I just, after playing around for a couple of days, I'm probably gonna pack them up and take them back tomorrow and get the next model up on the keyboard and a different mouse, because I need something that lights up at night while I'm working. And also, I did discover one thing that Micro uh, Center has that will make uh, Mako-chan squee for joy. Oh, what's that? They have a nice small selection of trackballs. Ooh! Unfortunately, it's not the ones that um, Abby uses, but... Well, that doesn't matter to me. Well, I th my, track my trackball mouse is... 15 years old now? Something like that? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's losing some of its sensitivity. Mm. Yeah. I was gonna say, you still prefer the old trackballs? I love the trackball mouse, mostly because I have, um, one, I don't have a lot of room for a mouse on my desk, mm -hmm. and the other thing is I get a lot of uh, precision when doing graphics, mainly because I'm, I'm left-handed, but it feels weird to use a mouse in the left hand, so I get more precision using the trackball with my right hand. Even if you, uh go into the functions and reverse the keys? Yeah, I still don't... I, I'm I'm not... I guess because, you know, using using the mouse on the right side for so long, it's, uh, it's just weird to use it on the left, so I need something with a lot of precision to be able to do graphics and stuff like that. That, and if you notice a lot of the ergonomic mice, whether it's for regular use or gaming use, it's always designed for right-hand use. Gotta suck for left-handed gamers. I'm not sure how big of a market there would be for left-handed precision mice like that. Uh, it depends. You will probably get the same, you probably get something like proportionate sales if you had five ergonomic mice and one was left-handed. I guarantee you the left-handed one will probably sell out a lot as compared to the other four. Mm -hmm. But if you had a full row of each, the right-handed ones would sell out a lot more than the left-handed ones because the majority of you people are right-handed. Mm -hmm. So, But, I mean, going back to it, you would, as a lefty, to feel comfortable using it, you would have to start using a mouse on your left hand, like, from the beginning. Because when I first got this mouse, um, because I was able to, you know, switch everything around, and there's no difference between the design aspect, left or right, 
Um, I did try it with the left, and it's just, it felt weird because I've always used the right. And also, if you hear any clicking sounds in the background, that's my, that's my keyboard. And also, uh, cons, Logitech still makes trackballs, I think, but you really can't get them in Staples or Best Buy yet, order them online, or if you definitely go to Micro Center or Fry's, they would definitely have them, even most likely Comp USA. I kind of love the sound of the loud clicking keys when I'm typing. Very cathartic. Hmm. Um, the answer, let me, the, the answer to your question, Ari, I'm looking at the, the the keyboards, the Black Widow, that's the one that I have. And you're going for the Ultimate next? Probably so, but here's the interesting part. This was on <laughs> clearance for $60 because it's for Mac OS. But here's the thing, when you plug into a Windows machine, the option in the command key is automatically mapped for Windows and right and um, Alt. Impressive. Yeah, <coughs> I was looking at probably getting the Ultimate because I think that's on sale for one nineteen. I just need something that glows. Either that, there's one that they have that Thermaltake has. I might be looking at. See, Logitech I has two trackball mice. Mm, okay, and. There are other brands that make them too, so. Oh yeah. yeah. Logitech is still selling the trackball mouse that I have. You can't really. Beat, you can't beat the yes. classic. Because it's an ambidextrous design. Mm. It is still being sold, and it is pretty damn cheap for a trackball mouse. Yeah, and um. Let's see, if we go to the chat room at livevognetwork.com. HockeyCon says if you go to Newegg, they have left-handed mice, which is pretty cool. Khan says I'm using a Death Adder with a crappy Dell keyboard. ActDef uses a Microsoft keyboard and mouse. I started out on a Microsoft keyboard and mouse, but I couldn't use their ergonomic one because the keyboard was split, and I couldn't work like that. I like that natural curve one that Logitech has. And HockeyCon says in regards to my keyboard, be careful, she bites. <laughs> All right, I think we've gotten that out the way. We got a lot of stuff to cover, so we're gonna kick back, relax. We're going to uh, most likely push ActDef into the into the ball pit and get, and get things going. So I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Oh yeah, as he's shouting "Adios meals" as he go as he falls in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, people, we'll be back.
this, like this, like this.
right, so in the chat, we continue to talk about keyboards and whatnot. So, um, and Serenity was asking about these roll-up mat-style keyboards. Like, pretty soon they'll have them, and I'm like, they make them. You, I know Staples usually sells them throughout the holidays, but you can go to Micro Center and get them now, or you can just order them off of Amazon, you know. I mean, one thing I do like about the Logitech keyboards is that they have, like, this unifying receiver. Plug them into different devices. One keyboard and mouse to go to all of them, which is pretty cool. And then there is the <clears throat> Optimus Popularis keyboard, which I linked everyone to from ThinkGeek. Yeah, but that that my my game is not that strong. But I did post the the. It's waste. on sale. Save five percent. Off of fourteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Fourteen ninety nine. Son, are you crazy? <laughs> I'm the only one in my family who isn't, but... Mm, I know that feel. Yeah, all the keys are mini keyboards, or mini monitors. Christ. But, um... I'd love to see someone get really salty and smash that thing. <laughs> oh, God. But I have insurance on that bitch. I love how it says, limit one per customer. Who the fuck is going to buy more than, like, two or more, really? <laughs> uh, valid point is valid. Um, I want to get into something real quick before we start the news. I find this more amusing than anything else. Do you know what a CMV is? What is it? CMV. Okay. Uh, probably not. All right, we've seen it around. It's short for Cosplay Music Videos. Oh, okay. It's becoming oh, like an AMV. Yeah, All but right. it's with cosplayers instead. I mean, I have I have footage together to do one. I just gotta get around to doing it, and and people are doing it at various conventions and stuff, which is pretty cool. Now, this person at MLZ Studios made this announcement. He came out and said it was a joke after it blew up in his face, and he was backpedaling faster than a Cuban trying to get away from uh, the Coast Guard. And he says, due to the popular demand in the name of diversity and equality, I will now be offering the option to buy guaranteed spots in my cosplay videos. Since I am not able to run to every talented cosplayer at a con I am at, I will even feel the offering the opportunity to be in my videos at your choice by eliminating the random factor of me having to run into you at a con for you to even have a chance to be in one. Simply put, everyone now has an equal chance to be in my videos for the low, low price of $50 per person. <laughs> Each person has the opportunity to submit a portfolio of three costumes, and I will be the the person to pick the one I think fits the video theme and vibe the best. Each person will be guaranteed anywhere between 10 to 20 seconds of video time, depending on how well your clips fit with the video editing. Cosplayers sell optional prints. I sell optional video time now. Accepting portfolios for Dragon Con 2014, BlizzCon 2014, Katsukon 2015, Faname 2015, AX 2015, and Colossal Con 2015. Uh, <laughs> and people were actually, from my understanding, were actually signing up for this. They were bitching at him at the studios, but they still signed, said they will do it because they love the guy's work. And then 4chan got a hold of it, and CGL. Mm -hmm. went, oh, of course they did. And CGL went to town on his ass. So, 
and he backpedaling said this was all a joke. Right. I mean, I think, actually, I would do that. But instead of charging 50 bucks, I would probably charge $10 or so, or you just buy me dinner or something. And, it, and I don't care what cosplay it is. I'll make the shit work. <laughs> yeah, but you also sound like a much better director than that. Hmm. I, I don't know about that. I only I haven't even put out the one CMV I actually did do, so. <sighs> Anywho. Responding back. And like I said, if you hear any sound effects in the background of TikTok or whatever, that's me at the keyboard. I'll try to keep it to a bare minimum. Keyword being try. Okay. Now, there was something uh, I've been meaning to talk about for the last couple of episodes, but other topics have come up that we needed to kind of keep track of. But mm -hmm. if you haven't heard, um, there was a mugging at Kineticon involving a few cosplayers, one of them being a close friend of mine. She isn't as shaken up. She's calmed down some. She's still a little jumpy, which is understandable. And since this came out, every there's been there's been a lot of finger pointing, of like, is the convention responsible? Why did you do this, this, and all those other things? When it comes to stuff like this or anything, it's generally a two-party system that's at fault. But nobody is to blame. You really can't blame a finger. It's your fault for going there, this and that, because. You didn't know this was going to happen. They went off to a hotel about a mile away from the convention center for another event that the con was holding. So, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, they just missed the last shuttle, and they decided to walk back, and that's when it happened. Evidently, it seems that a lot of, a few people were accosted by, by, by I guess, thugs and so forth along this path. I do hope that for t Connecticut 2015, whatever off-site at that hotel is a lot closer. Now, I've been to Connecticut, and generally, the bulk of the hotels are on this one strip that you walk. And then there's the Burger King. You cut, past, you cut through the University of Phoenix. There's the main hotel in the convention center, per se. There is, like, a shuttle that the city runs, but I don't know how late it is. So I'm hoping because of that, it's at another location. And she is the blame for this because she didn't. Nobody knew there was going to get mugged. If, if we knew if we were going to get mugged on a certain day or that, we would make sure to our best to absolutely avoid it. Shit happens. But I, I mean, on the same token, I mean, you're out there for this event, and the last shuttle's coming in a few minutes. I don't know about y'all, but I'm packing my shit and I'm hitting, no, I'm hitting that last shuttle or I'm going to give somebody a few dollars to crash on their floor and I leave first thing in the morning. Or at the very least, call a cab. Yeah, mm -hmm. that too. Shit happens, so hopefully from this, uh, Kineticon will have something better in place for next year. Um, let's see what else. Next up is... Uh, Moon Anime Makeup. Alright, who saw this? Me. Me. I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. 
I've been yeah. kind of busy. Understandable. I caught it. I watched it last night before I went to bed because I didn't have to be in at no uh, eight o'clock in the morning. Thankfully. It, it, all right. If for those who don't know, Moon Animate Makeup. It's a collect. It's a collaboration of artists who reanimate an episode of Sailor Moon from the dub. It's episode called Fractal Friends. Each animator or animator animator group have about 15 to 20 seconds to animate. Overall, it wasn't that bad. But it wasn't that good. It was alright. I I did not like it. I found it amusing that there was that one scene where Mercury was drawn like like a Nigel Thornberry. (laughs) I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, wait till you see them all bulked up like the Incredible Hulk and Jupiter is blacker than black. Mm. Most of the incantations of Venus wasn't that bad. I really couldn't complain. A good portion of them I did like. And I think what what stuck out for me was the scene where they were drawn in the style of Bob's Burgers. Oh, God. Right. I was not impressed. Yeah? The idea behind it, great. But the fact that I had to sit through 250 different artists' rendering of the characters was annoying as fuck. Mm. What, I th- I, it, is it because I th- they juxtaposed wildly clashing art styles back to back? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, some of the art styles I had no issue with. Some of them I never want to see done with Sailor Moon ever again. <laughs> I like, just, which yeah. ones? You... There were a lot of them. Ari, how much, yeah. boo- how much booze do you have? Uh, my stores are pretty plentiful. Do you work Yeah, you, you might want to have some yeah. on hand if you watch it. Yeah. I, w- I, would, get that, I would get the Sailor uh, Mercury um, beer stein. And just fill the glass up and just get a straw. I'm gonna gotta put that that uh maple flavored uh vodka to work. There you go. Yeah, I mean the idea of it was awesome, but I don't think they needed to do 250 artists. Mm. I think cutting it down to maybe 50 artists would have been a hell of a lot better. Because it was just, I couldn't get into it because the art style changed so damn yeah. much. I could understand, and if, if the art style kind of gradually changed from one to another, but instead of like, it was just like, extreme close-up, you know? They were changing gears so harshly that they're liable to blow at the transmission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... It was just weird, and not and not in a good way. Yeah, I didn't see the whole thing. Did anyone take uh, art cues from Ren and Stimpy when drawing it? No, I don't know. Oh, good. And as Dark Chetsuya says, I like the scene where they're walking away and Ray is spinning as she walks. (laughs) Now, I mean, some of. Some of the art styles were really, really nice, and I yeah. would have liked to see a lot more of that. 
Um, there was one where the the cats were drawn more realistic looking, mm-hmm. and I would have liked to see the girls drawn in that kind of style, where you know it's trying to bring in some reality into the anime. Yeah. But I mean, there were some art styles that really I did not need to say. And then, like, there was a couple of scenes where, you know, someone actually drew Sailor Moon's skirt too short on purpose, you know? Of course they did. Yeah. Well. But, I mean, it's something that everybody should see at least once if they are a fan. But at the same time, you know, just remember that there are a lot of artists putting into it, and you Mm. will have to take the time to try and get used to a vast uh, vast change of uh, style very very quickly. And one of my friends actually did a scene in here. I just forget which one that she did. I'll have to ask her so I can look at it again. But like as Mako-chan said, you, you gotta uh, at least give it a good whirl. You, you, I'll, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. You're not going to like the whole thing. You're going to like some to a lot, but most likely not the whole thing. Um, unless I guess you're that open-minded. I don't know. I, I don't, know, I don't know how some people think. So it is what it is. What it is. I really am not looking forward to seeing Mercury done up like Nigel Thornberry. Well, it's for only for like. Two seconds, two, three seconds. But is that blatant? I will try to keep that in mind. Indeed you should, good sir. Indeed you should. Alright, uh, moving right along. Um, Mako, you want to grab this one? Sure. The Science of Dragon Ball Z exhibit. What? Which, yeah, it's it's actually really, really interesting. Um, basically, this is going on until late August, and there are some different pictures. And for the most part, it's going through and allowing somebody to attempt to step into the anime. So you're able to attempt to make a Kamehameha. Ooh. And what you do is you're basically standing in front of a green screen. And you have to do the hand gestures and all of that. The better that you do all of those hand gestures, the more powerful the attack actually is. So if you completely fail at the like at the hand gestures, your attack is going to fail. Point. So, I mean, it's really awesome because it's it's teaching you the, you know, the anatomy of, you know, what is going through the anime and what is going through, you know, your own body. Um, the other one is uh, you're able to climb Curran Tower. And basically what they've done is uh, you basically stand on top of this thing. You're not actually, like, climbing the tower. Um, but when you look down, everything that you see, you see the tower right in front of you. Everything else is clouds. Wow. So it's mimicking as if you're not, you know, reaching the top of the tower and gives you the illusion that you're thousands of feet into the air. 
Um, the other one that they do is a, a scientific, quote unquote, replica of the Nimbus Cloud. So it measures, like you're you're in this little pod, and the pod is sitting on the cloud, and it measures your heart, your blood, and all of that. And if your heart is pure, the cloud moves. So that it's not going to move for any of us. Well, not pure in the sense of, you know, mind and uh, spirit, but, you know, actual, you know, purity of blood and good health, I'm guessing. And then there is uh, an exact replica of Android 18 inside of her container. So you're able to actually go up there and see a somewhat life-size version of uh, what an android would look like according to, you know, according to the anime. And then at the bottom, all that swag. Yeah, they're, they're selling a lot of stuff. I like the uh, promotional pieces with the all DBZ characters. Obviously, before the uh, second time skip, mm. you know, where it has Kid Gohan and Bald Krillin and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just love the smug look on Goku's face. He sits there with a beaker and a lab coat. He's like, I'm a scientist! You just know that's going through his head. <laughs> but yeah, Gohan looks legitimately amused where Vegeta's jobbing to a frigging. Uh, Molecule model. What about like, Randy Orton? Ugh. Carry on. Still, he seems like completely perplexed by it, and it's just this basic little, like four or five atom structure. Hmm. Also, I know a, I know a guy or two who might want that Vegeta and Balma uh, phone case. Not bad. But yeah, th this is definitely something I wouldn't mind doing because you're you're it's you know you're able to step into the anime a little bit, so that's actually kind of cool. Uh, is that yeah? That's sound kind of cool now that you put it like that. Well, speaking of anime, real quick, so I forgot to add this in. How was your week? How was your day? Because I just got this message like maybe like twenty minutes before I got home. It seems that a couple of people from Viz. Want to contact me about more Ronma one half stuff? So I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> so I'm going to take the awesome, awesome stuff that Makochan got me for my birthday, take pictures of that, and send it over to them. <laughs> There's no promise they'll use it. Everything is based on licensing and whatnot and so forth. That would still be cool, though. Mm -hmm. All right. Hmm. Alright, uh, Ari, would you take the next one? I suppose I can. Alright, go for it, bro. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Gurren Lagan is coming to Toonami. Hey, I, th I like Gurren Lagan, you know. Oh, yeah. It says, Toonami recently announced that the much-requested anime jam Gurren Lagan will be added to the Toonami lineup in the near future. The show's recent announcement to the lineup happened during the Toonami Q&A, yeah, shows a little video of it. For those of you who are out of the loop and have no idea what Tengen Top and Gorilla Gun is, the show's about the three main characters who meet up with each other and battle giant robots. Think of it like this. Gurren Lagan for the boys, kill a kill for the girls. 
Actually, I know a lot of girls that are into Gran Lagan. Well, that too. I know a lot of Fem Yoko cosplayers as well. And as Akdev says, row, row, fight the power. Damn right. Sorry. But yeah, we're all going to be looking forward to it. Well, I probably will not watch it because I have the box set sitting on my shelf. But if I'm at my machine, you know, I may just have to, um, watch it as well. I have, I have never seen the series. I saw um, a couple episodes, but I got distracted and couldn't finish. I, I saw, you know, I saw a couple of episodes, and I just wasn't into it. Oh, so I've never actually watched the full thing through. But it's just, you know, the couple of episodes I saw were just not, did not grab grab my attention at all. Yeah, and actually, to back up your point, uh, Marco, ActF says actually it's kind of like the other way around. Um, Gurn Lagan for the girls and Kill a Kill for the guys. Except I know a lot of girls are into Kill a Kill, so. Yeah. Yeah, place your bets on this ro giant robot fight. Uh, team Team Lagan versus uh, Team Megas. Uh, team Megas is dead. <laughs> Seriously, Team Megas is dead. That's okay. Right when they see it, like, okay, pack it up. Time to go home. Can't save Jersey. It's been real. <sighs> it doesn't say when it's going to put it into the lineup or when it's going to air. wouldn't surprise me if it pops up, like, right after, um, at the end of, of uh, Attack on Titan. Well, what am I, what am I thinking? They're going to rerun Attack on Titan for that season again and just probably bump on uh, something else. They'd have to put something in the middle of it, like, you know, to, uh, not make, to make sure people don't overload on the awesomeness. True. True. Like, if they had Azumanga Dio, they'd put that in, they'd put that in between Gurnal Gun and Attack on Titan. Hmm. See, see, we'll see how things go. There's, yeah, never know. So I guess you'll be taking the next one? Yeah, um, if it decides to load, because, um, I'm going to open it up through uh, Skype, because Word is acting quite uh, dumb-tarded right now, and that's not good. What's acting dumb-tarded? Microsoft Word. Oh, lovely. Well, that's why I have it here in Skype, the, the links in Skype. Provided the link actual load. Pretty much what it is is that Bondi is getting on the whole anniversary aspect. As you can see, they're milking that franchise with Sailor Moon. So, what's another franchise that they have that they can milk? Digimon. They have announced a 15th anniversary special edition Digivice. That's probably going, that's retailing for about a hundred bucks. And that's all I have because the site where this is loaded, where it's located, it's just sitting there. I can't pull it up. Okay, so I have it up. Basically, yes. um, it's a remake of the original Digivice game 
that came out when the series first aired. You've got the orange one, and you get the blue one. Um, according to this, it will bring up all of the different Digimon, not just, you know, the corresponding Digimon from those uh, devices. But it's also looking like um, not only are they evolving, you know, through their ultimate, but it looks like all of them are getting mega evolutions too. Because, cool. uh, like, I'm looking at this and there's, you know, pictures of them uh, digivolved into things that were not, that they were not able to digivolve in in the series itself. So I'm guessing, yeah, so you got the last one for, um, you've got Wargarurumon and, uh, yeah, and uh, so it looks like it's, mega or ultimate versions for all of them instead of just having the the main two being able to digivolve into extra stuff they're all being able to digivolve into extra stuff that sounds pretty cool they're so, really yeah, kind of like tamagotchis yeah they were kind of like tamagotchis well same company so. Mm -hmm. so basically um yeah, one of the biggest updates to the Digivice would have to be that it now features Mega Evolutions for each and every digital partner, whereas the original only had the series leads, Agumon and uh, Gabumon transcend ultimate level. It's it's like it's like the it's like it's like a like, like a Pokédex per se, you know? Mm hmm Which I think is pretty cool. But during the like during them um, like as you're playing with it other digi uh, Digimon will like come into your game and you have to battle them mm -hmm. and it's saying that it's bringing in some of the Digimon so that you can recreate battles like uh, from the Digimon movie and things like that so it's going to be adding more villainous characters into it too that's pretty cool but it's still a hundred dollars <laughs> And you're like, shut up, take my money. No, I cannot. Shut up, take my money. No, I cannot. I you, I, I would so buy one of these if I had the extra hundred dollars. That struggle. Yeah, I'm. That I'm sitting here. I'm going. Though. All right. I I owe this much to get my cosplay done, <laughs> and then I just commissioned a shit ton of resin items that I owe this much for. Yeah. Don't make me choose. Yeah, unfortunately, I've already chosen. So, what, so what did you choose, red or the blue pill? Hmm? Which one did you choose, red or the blue pill? Ah, both. Oh, you are a glutton for punishment. <laughs> oh, so you did see that episode of XKCD where, uh, there, where the guy had taken both pills, ground them up, snorted them, and broke reality. Yeah. <laughs> what about Deadpool? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so I will go ahead and take the uh, the next article. Oh, give the next one to Ari. All right, fine, Ari, you can have the next <laughs> article. Because if he doesn't uh, kill me, Misty might. <laughs> Pikachu Cafe serving delicious Pokemon shaped. Oh my God, what is this? All right, in actuality, I'd seen it before, but uh, it's the actual article for it. Uh-huh. A cafe that answers a question. How many different ways can I eat Pikachu? That is going to sound so terrible out of context. 
you want to be less creepy about it, I'll have you know the Pikachu Cafe in Japan is serving a variety of Pokemon-inspired foods to celebrate the upcoming release of Pokemon the Movie, Dancia, and the Cocoon of Destruction. The cafe cover uses tortilla chips, Fukujinzuke pickles, and even Pokemon-imprinted sausages to create edible Pikachu masterpieces fit for a Pokemon master. Uh... Okay, some of them look kind of good, but, uh... Oh, come on, you have to admit that the one with the curry with the rice ball Pikachu in it, it that's adorable. Yes, it is very adorable. <laughs> and right now, Misty's like, BRB, Japan. <laughs> Maybe I should go there in my Ash cosplay and sit there just to... Just to like, not even order anything, just show up in the restaurant, just like, Hi, welcome to... Uh-oh. And as ActDef says, the cocoon of destruction, they're making a movie about Metapod. Oh, yeah. You were saving that one, weren't you? I, I know he was! What I find disturbing is, I'm guessing this is either a pork bun or a sweet roll, and it's Pikachu's ass. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's the one that disturbed me the most. Yeah, that, that's the one that's kind of, you know, disturbing. The parfait where you have to eat Pikachu's face before you can get to the rest of the dessert. That's kind of disturbing. Well, at least it's the face and not bottom side up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. We've seen giant Pikachu blow-ups where you go in and out through between his legs. I mean... Yeah, I know. That's it, it, that's just horrible. That's very disturbing. Yeah, but that, this is like a walk in the park compared to that. I wonder how many people are going to ask, are going to bring up the topic of whether of what people eat in the Pokemon world, and do they actually eat different Pokemon? Hmm. And do grass-type Pokemon count as vegan dishes or not? As ActDef says in vog.live.vogdetwork.com, he actually saw the joke over at Reddit. It was a top comment. Well played. And the reference back to Digimon, he goes... 100 USD, no thanks. Dude, I feel you on that. And Hockey Comic goes, Make War Grayma Meggy Digivolve, not Whoopi. Wah, wah, wah. Judges score for... 2.5. Italy? <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Even the Italian judge won't give you a score. <laughs> Christ. Uh. I, 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 I can't even. Okay. What version of the song is this? It sounds a little bit uh, higher pitched and like be like cleaner quality than the one I've got. 98. Mese Pokemon Master 98. I know there's like 98... 2001, 2003, 99. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I came across a collection of Pokemon music and found it there. <sighs> Alright. ActDev actually redeemed himself with that one. Oh, yeah? Attack on Pokemon. He has a Ivysaur on his back acting as the uh, Honor directional movement, and the he has a double blade 
in his hands, swinging that around like swords. Ooh, he I'm just not... linked it in the chat. Right, go... If it'll open, I'll check it out in just a bit. But moving right along, I... if this will work. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase Moon. There we go. Now, as you watch, as with anime, remember, sometimes it blows our mind that various Japanese voice actors and actresses, if they come back to reprise a role, their voices are still intact. It happens. With American voice actors, sometimes it does, sometimes it does not. You also gotta understand, as people get older, the voice changes. I can tell you this now. It took me a while to realize that since I started this podcast, my voice recently changed an octave. At least a good three, four episodes back. Maybe even longer than that. I'm bringing this up um, because a lot of people were asking what happened to Chris Sabat. And if you don't know who he is, he is the voice of Vegeta in Dragon Ball Z. And if I'm not mistaken, he's also the voice of uh, Gardabelt and Panty and Saki. I think. Don't hold me to that. So people were asking what happened to um, the voice. If someone had tweeted, what happened to your Vegeta voice? It doesn't sound the same for Battle of the Gods. Not even close to as good. And he responded with, um, thank you. Like and you couldn't tell if they were being sarcastic or not. No, he was trying to be really chill. And his official answer is, to people who think I changed my Vegeta voice, remember it was 15 years since Dragon Ball Z was dubbed. Vegeta's voice had mat has matured. Literally. And other lords, piss off. My voice changes. as I got older. Mm -hmm. The only way you're going to get the original voice, you go back 15 years. I mean, think about it. Who here has played DuckTales Remastered? I have. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, Scrooge's voice is different. It's the same voice actor, but it's different. You can tell the voice has matured some. Well, look at Sailor Moon. It's been 20 years since, you know, she's had to do that voice. And while she can still get to where she needs to, it's still, you know, slightly off. Not because, you know, she's trying to mature the character or what have you. It's just that she's 20 years older than she was. The voices change. Yeah, and, you know, and to be perfectly honest, given how the new series is going across, I think that's, I think that works pretty well in, her, in their favor. I think it works great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least you're not one of the people who actually had the audacity to complain about her voice saying it was shitty. Get the fuck out of the fandom, you. Thank you. Uh-huh. <coughs> Yeah, people are having a lot of complaints about Sailor Moon lately. Let's let's not even get to that. That's entirely for that's for an entirely different podcast, which is the Crystal Chronicles every two weeks on CrystalChronicles.com. Anywho, <laughs> my whole thing is everybody's bitching about his voice for Vegeta. Do you know how many other characters he voices in Dragon Ball Z? A bunch of uh, one shots and a. Uh... No, he voices Vegeta, he voices Piccolo, he voices Shenron, he voices Yamcha, and he voices Bubbles. 
He voices a lot of main characters, and the only one they're bitching about is Vegeta. There's no pleasing the fandom, which is the God's honest truth. No, and I'm I'm looking at you know I what he accept, used to. You know, things like that, but uh. Yeah, the three one, the three that he voiced um, back in 1999, Vegeta, Piccolo, and Yamcha. Everybody else is either, you know, oh no, he voiced uh, Shenron as well. Mm -hmm. um, the other ones are, you know, things that he picked up for the movie itself. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nobody's bitching about Piccolo or Yamcha. No nobody. The only one they're bitching about is Vegeta. So what's up with that one? I got nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's... They still cling to Vegeta, like, like he's just awesome or perfect or whatnot. Like the Pied Piper? <laughs> His fans, they're over 9,000. But that's, that's impossible. That... <laughs> yeah, that's another thing they're... That's another thing they think about when they think of Vegeta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh... Moving on, we now have our open forum topic. It's where we ask all of you your opinion on something in the anime cosplay fandom. Simple as that. Um, if you don't want us to use your real name, just put in a different name before you post. That's all. And I will start getting used to a lot of people who, who post so I know who does who. Now, this week's question is we all started somewhere when it comes to anime. Now that we know better and try to get others into anime, what series would you introduce to a newbie to get them into anime. Cowboy Bebop. Um, okay. Looking at the answers, from Nemesis47, uh, he recommends noob type, for the noobs, uh, Sailor Moon, Cowboy Bebop, the Tenchi series, Footy Cody, Gurren Lagan as go-to anime. Alright. Uh, Bobby Steele, he says it's a bit of a tough question. He says, it depends on the year that everyone that everything would come out in the year itself. My best friend got me to DBZ, and I was completely hooked on it in 98. It will also depend if the newbie is into watching anything old or anything new. Old stuff being Slayers, DBZ, or Yu Yu Hakusho. New stuff like Sword Art Online, Blue Exorcist, and Black Lagoon, I would have to say in that category. Act Def says, I think it totally depends on the taste of the person. Though I think I would choose something like Cowboy Bebop, Lupin the Third, and maybe Full Metal Alchemist, just so the person knows what he or she is getting into. Uh, Seiya says, again, says it would depend on the person. Everyone has different tastes, but thankfully there's so much anime you can usually find something for everyone. For more serious-minded people would like things like Hellsing or Trinity Blood. For comedies, I would recommend something like Tenchi Muyo, Panty and Stocking, like Shoujo, Sailor Moon is the go-to. And I always remind people that Pokemon is not a fair representation of all anime, though it is good lead-in for small children. Uh, Jeff Bur he listed a lot of shit. <coughs> Classics he recommends. Cowboy Bebop, Sailor Moon, Yu Yu Hakusho, Pat Labor, The Big O, Dragon Ball, Ranma One Half, Gundam Wing, Tenchi, Lupin the Third, and the classic Ghibli movies. Newer stuff, Attack on Titan, Black Lagoon, Sword Art Online, Tiger and Bunny, Blue Exorcist, Gurren Lagann, Gargantia, Space Dandy, Yamato 2199, FMA. Honestly, I would have to agree with the uh, Cowboy Bebop. Because Cowboy Bebop seems like like your entry level. That's for almost anybody. Yeah, if it were me, I'd, I'd use like the 
like the second three, the, the second three titles I got into after discovering anime and all that for, begin with. That, for mm-hmm. me, it was Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, and Roroni Kenshin. And and in the chat room, Dungeon Buster recommends for newbies Akira, Slayers, Records of Lotus War, Cyber City, Oedo, and Castle Cagliostro. I don't know about Akira. I don't know. Well, if the person is really into science fiction, you know, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it really all is going to depend yeah. on the person. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go up to, you know, like my friend Deanne. I wouldn't go up to her and say, you know what, you need to you you need to sit down and watch this and show her Akira. She's definitely not going to be into that. Um, I don't even know that I would sit down and watch Sailor Moon with her. Uh, but something like, you know, something exciting with a little bit of a comedy twist, um, definitely, you know, maybe Kill a Kill, I think she would be into, because she's much more into the action stuff. But because she's a music buff, Samurai Champloo. Mm. That, that would be one because she's, you know, she's very much into music and fashion and things like that. And that has a lot of, you know, various old-fashioned fashions, but also a lot of music. And that's the one that I think she would like. She might also like Super Gals. I mean, if she's, if she, it, she would like Super Gals if she liked uh, Clueless. I don't know that she was big into Clueless. Okay, then you might want to skip that one. Take that <laughs> table. You got any uh, people who were into the thriller types? Because they might like uh, Death Note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, it's it's all going to depend on the person that, you know, you're trying to sit down and have them, you know, watch something. A couple of my cousins, I try and sat, uh, try and sit down with, you know, anime with them. And it just, you know, it goes in one ear and out the other. And they're not interested in basically any of it. Although we all sat down and watched Sailor and the Seven Balls, and that was just hilarious. Because <laughs> all of a sudden we're watching. Yeah, I sat down with my two cousins, and we watched Sailor and the Seven Balls, and um, we did not make it through the whole thing. I just said, you know what? I, I have something really funny to show you. And they're watching this, and they're like, are those cartoons having sex? And I'm like, yeah. And then like it gets further into it, and they're like, oh my god, ew. Just like you would expect from, you know, a uh, a showing at a convention. Hand check. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the uh, D-list uh, animation quality would have made the uh, quality comments come out. Also, I think DM would also like Space Dandy. It's, I don't know. Space Dandy is sort of like a, it's like a poor slash working man's cowboy bebop. Well, that's just it. She's not really into... Well, no, she is kind of into... Um, she's really big into Star Wars, so she might actually like Space Dandy and Cowboy Bebop. Actually, she's big into Star Wars. She would love Star Blazers, or yeah, she, if you could find that. She would well, love, I, I should or, uh, say that she's really Gundam. big into Darth Vader. <laughs> Definitely Gundam she would be into. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. There, It's just... I'm surprised as hell that she's into My Little Pony, but that also took a little while, and me sitting down and forcing her to watch it. <laughs> well, 
And and isn't she like rarity now or something like that? Um, she's a cross between rarity and Fluttershy. I can see that. Flutterty? Yes. Yeah, she's she's, you know, she went to school for fashion. She's big into um like watching all of that kind of stuff. So she knows the fashion scene, but she's also very quiet and shy when she's not around, you know, people that she's that she knows. So she's definitely a mixture of rarity and fluttershy. Uh, we need to we need to change her ringtone to the to the to the uh, fluttershy one. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Skype line is open. Um, there is no one eight hundred number, but you can Skype us at Anime Jam Session. Um, we're keeping calls short to about two three minutes. So if there's anything pertaining to the episode that you want to talk about or Something from a prior episode or various questions. Give us a call. Um, I think I'll leave this open for for a little bit before we go into news from Japan, because I, because believe it or not, we're actually doing good time tonight. Don't jinx anything. You're still tired. Yeah. <sighs> well. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's. Well, I'm not gonna say that phrase, but I, I'll just say, so far so good. Damn it, Koi. You would. <laughs> uh, speaking of Koi, she's 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 gonna become a she's gonna be a mall cop. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yes. I'm gonna have to send her a copy of Paul Blot Mall Cop. She well, might beat you for boy. that. Do you think I'm really scared of her? She might beat you for that. This is me you're talking to. You think I'm scared of her? Yeah, she's like, all joking aside, at least it's money. <laughs> exactly. Wow, Skype line's kind of quiet tonight. I might have to close it up. And Skype's been quiet the last couple of weeks. Well, we've had some technical difficulties a couple of weeks, so, you know. Well, that and, uh, we've had guests using Skype. Mm-hmm. No, Serenity. We do not have a one eight hundred number. Who do you think who do you think we are? Bobby Blackwolf show? <laughs> we're we're certainly not OLR Understation Live. They have they have toll free numbers. We don't. Yeah, and how long have they been podcasting? Ten plus years. Yeah. And actually we actually have a call right now. You are live on Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking to? <laughs> right. You might want to turn down your hover uh, back there. I just had to turn. I just had to cut the volume down just a bit. So. Hello. Hey, welcome to Anime Jam Session. Hello. We can hear you. Bienvenido, Anime Jam Sessional. I, uh, I, I in the ever-loving fuck was that, Ranma? <laughs> Ideals meal. I'm trying to remember what Rob says when no one answers the Skype Sorry, line. That's, that's okay. It's, it's... Can you hear us? Okay. All right, we can hear you now. We can hear you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yes. Can you guys hear me now? We can hear you. Yeah. 
Okay, um, hold on. Let me uh, mute something really quick because I'm getting bad feedback on my end. Make it quick because um, you have a limited time. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I do want to say after watching the second Sailor Moon Crystal yeah. episode, mm -hmm. I do have to admit, I'm impressed. Uh, I've read the entire manga in less than maybe a week's time. And I'm 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 thrilled with the way they uh the artwork everything just flows so smoothly. Uh, I'm 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 happy that they finally decided to make an anime out of the manga. Took them long enough, if you ask me. Yeah, I I understand completely. You're one of the few people who actually had no qualms with the with the episode. I am going to watch the episode probably tonight again so I can see the differences because I know I have a lot of friends that are art majors, so it kind of sticks out. And it's, mm -hmm. I look at it this way. If you wa if this was weekly, we'd get used to the animation style and quality, so it wouldn't be as bad. But since it's every two weeks and the memories kind of fade and it comes back, shooting us back in the face, we're like, whoa, WTF, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, um, uh, kind of offsetting about the Sailor Moon Crystal series, uh, talking about conventions, um, I am really, uh, I think you've heard about Glass City Con. Yes. It's going to be happening this weekend okay. at Toledo, Ohio at the Seagate Center. I'm trying to give a shout out for that and for people to come. Mm -hmm. we, we want a lot of people to show up. Me and my uh, fiance, uh, Nemesis47, are actually going to be attending that convention. It will be his first out-of-state con, which well, I am thrilled to say that being his first out-of-state con, it will also be the first time he actually gets to physically actually be with me. Well, that's, we just that's, really, that's really cool. I mean, that's really uh, nice. Yes, we just celebrated our... Either I think it was a sixth month or a seventh month anniversary, just this uh, the twentieth, this Sunday. Well, congratulations! And as Thanks. one, unfortunately, he he probably just got home from work, so he's probably not gonna be able to make it onto the Skype line right now at the moment. That's, at least I don't think so. All, but I do want to give a shout out to him and tell him I can't wait to see him uh, Friday afternoon. That's all. I'll be looking I, forward to seeing him at the Greyhound Station. That's good. That's all. And well I love and, him. That's all well and good. That's pretty sweet. So. <laughs> this year, uh, Glass City Con is not on the college campus. They have another. They have a new location. No, it's not. It's okay. actually held at the Seagate Center this right. year because right, cool. uh, due to some drama between the um, convention and the college campus of Owens Community College, which, by the way, I'm an alumni. That's all, that's all fan good. So um, I graduated with not one degree but two associate's degrees. One cool. in marketing and one in accounting. Well, congratulations. I still can't find a job. Yeah. Um, do you have do you have anything else for the podcast today? Because uh, our time no, is starting to run actually, a little short. I I've been listening to you guys since uh, uh, Tony got me into do introducing to you guys, and I continue to listen every Tuesday as much as possible. Well, good. I love you guys. You guys rock. I would love to see you guys one of these days. All yeah. right. We'll figure something out. So thanks for listening and thanks for supporting us. Uh, anytime, sweetie. Anytime. All right. Goodbye. Thank Bye. you. And. That was Nemesis 47's fiance. That lucky son of a bitch, you know? And we're gonna close up the Skype line for now. So we're gonna go ahead and go into strange news from Japan. I don't know about this, Mako. Some days you're hot, some days it's mediocre. What are you, Katy Perry? <sighs> I'm pretty sure she wants to just 
freak us out as much as possible. I can only give you the news that I can find. Mm-hmm. So when there is no, you know, exciting news, then uh, blame Japan for being normal. Yes. I can always look for news in Florida if need be. Because it's Florida. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll take the first one. Woman robbed of underwear while walking home. What? Oh, good. You're having one of my reactions. Wait, what? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm having a butters moment. Wait, what? <laughs> a 28-year-old woman was walking home at Tokyo's Meguro Ward on Monday night when she was knocked down by an unknown assailant who forcefully removed her underwear and fled with it. According to the police, incident occurred at 11 o'clock um, while she was walking home. He grabbed her on the shoulder, pushed her to the ground, the woman said, told the police that he reached up her skirt and pulled off her underwear. She was shaken, but otherwise uninjured. The man is described as being in his 20s or 30s, 170 centimeters tall, and was wearing a t-shirt and dark pants. So she was going, he was going for the farm fresh feel for his uh, panty-sniffing fetish, huh? Yeah, I guess he decided to save 3,000 yen. Who the fuck does this? Really? I know. You do realize that shit was happening here. That dude will probably be like, conflict, what happened to the body? <laughs> yeah, what happened to his body? <laughs> yeah. I, I, you need you gotta get rid of. You need to get rid of a body. I know a guy. Hmm. Well. That's just ballsy. It's the wrong kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's next? And if we go into the chat room here at live.vognetwork.com. Uh, Dungeon Buster goes, damn it, Japan. <laughs> and Candy Jam just showed up. You're late. Drop and give me 20. And by 20, <laughs> I mean push-ups, not dollars. But then again, I could always use the extra cash. Who couldn't? Exactly. Who wants to take the next one? I guess I will. Gee, I wonder why. So, uh... Yeah. Uh, earlier in the week, a woman... Because this is not loading. Um... Earlier in the week, a woman, uh, basically, she released um, plans for 3D printer printing. Yeah. Um, and it was art, she said. And it was basically um, plans for 3D art of her vagina. Well, so much for the pocket pussy. <laughs> Yeah, so, um... Kevin Smith has something new to endorse. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, uh, she was actually taken into custody on Saturday and, uh, arrested for obscenity charges. Um, she was released after her legal team filed an appeal against the detention. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, basically she's going to be um, going through the legal stuff. She's like, I had no idea why I had to be arrested and detained because I don't believe my vagina is anything obscene. Depends if you shaved or not. Uh, Sorry! No, you're not. You're right, I'm not. Um, one of her lawyers said that uh, police might have arrested her as a warning um, against the easy use of a 3D printer or against often sexually vibrant magazines. Um, we don't consider her artwork, uh, uh, her artworks are anything obscene. We refute how sexually arousing it could be when you describe the female genitalia apart from a human body. Uh, but yeah, there, there's, um, yeah, she's been trying to raise funds online to pay for the construction of a kayak using a 3D printer modeling the shape of her genitals. Going in deep, huh? Yeah, God. <laughs> the jokes make themselves. I'm sorry. A yeah, kayak? but really? Yeah, but basically, <laughs> it's a woman in the boat this time. Sixty-nine. Uh, but basically, she, because she was doing that um, in exchange for the donations, she was uh, supplying the data to supporters that would let them create the 3D printout of her genitals. And that's what sparked, you know, them saying because the distribution of the data would create an obscene shape. So uh, she's still going through. If she's convicted, she can receive up to two years in jail and a fine of as much as 2.5 million yen. All because she decided to give it out for free. Next time, have them pay. <laughs> wow. Hey, you talk about me being bad. Fuck out of here. Well, We're just sinking in deeper and deeper, aren't we? <laughs> to quote Limp Biscuit, it's all about the nookie. Did you really just quote Limp Biscuit seriously? Yes, I did. <laughs> They're relevant now since they have a Twitch stream and they were playing Call of Duty last week. There's nothing in that sentence I don't hate. Yeah, that just shows how much they're bored. Also, if someone was doing this in New York, they would have just been denounced as a hipster. Mmm. Depends on how many flowers were in their beard. <laughs> I still have to go to Williamsburg to see this shit for myself. Move on, Ari. Please take the last one. A teacher's conviction for groping a girl on the bus is overturned by the Tokyo court. What the fuck is this I'm reading? <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I really shouldn't be. I'm sorry. Somebody's getting off. <laughs> but then again, I'm guessing somebody's not getting off. Okay, that's it. Show's over. This has been episode 174 of Anime Jam Session. Marco has crossed the line. The, the, the internet cops are at my door. It's been real. God damn it. Heart. The touch, touch collar branch of the Tokyo District Court has overturned the conviction of a 30-year-old teacher who was found guilty three years ago of groping a 17-year-old girl on a bus in the, Mita in the Mitaka area. The defendant, Masayoshi T 
Tsuyama, like Tsuyama was charged with molesting a high school girl on the bus by touching her butt, TBS reported Wednesday. At his trial, Tsuyama was found guilty and fined 400 grand, 400,000 yen. However, Tsuyama appealed the verdict, claiming that although his hand might have made contact with the girl's backpack, he did not grab or touch her buttocks. Court paced this verdict from the victim's testimony that she felt the palm of Tsuyama's hand touch her. And keeps going on about how I had security footage and whatnot, and and they point out that the victim's testimony was inconsistent, so that's why they let him off. Goody. Um. Okay. So what's to stop? So what's to stop this idiot from trying it again? Uh, let's not even well, think about that. Well, he didn't do it. Yeah. They have video of him not doing it. Hmm. I don't know. Something tells me that someone else would try this uh, this defense later on. Mm, well, if the An video shows that he didn't... Yeah, if the video shows he didn't do it... Well, Most of the buses and trains and stuff like that in Japan are uh, monitored. Yep. So they would have to, you know, hide completely from all of those cameras. Unfortunately, people do that, you know, every day on the trains because it's so crowded. Yeah. I. As well, also, if the palm doesn't fit, you must acquit. Ah... <sighs> Thank you, thank you. I'm here all night. And you complain about my jokes. Oh, that's nothing. This is what you missed in the live.vognetwork.com in response to the prior story. Uh, from Act Def, Porta Pussy, sorry not sorry. Uh, Jeff B says, I'm sure the erotic shops in the Castro District will love 3D print things. Dungeon Buster says, somewhere there is a porn store with a 3D printer. And Dungeon not for nothing, <laughs> but um, god damn it, Candy Jam. Just I think of those <laughs> life size hentai statues. Well, considering that there are kits to actually, you know, mold replicas of your penis, I don't think 3D printed versions are too far off. Yes. And Act Def finishes it off with So long and thanks for all the fish tacos Wah 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 <laughs> That was Horribly Terrible. Yeah that, that that was horribly funny Terrible just terrible. Yeah. And how much alcohol do you need for tonight's episode? More than a Heroes of Cosplay episode And that's saying something Yeah, tonight's episode is kind of perverted. Very. I blame Mako-chan. Why me? Because you're on my left. Oh, wait. I'm also the one that, you know, found all the articles, too. Yep. Oops. You oops my ass, please. <laughs> Alright, what the fuck just happened just now? What do you mean? I got booted off the call. Well, you're back now. As I was saying before, I got cut off. Can we step? Can we back away and come back when there's less weird shit now? Then we wouldn't have a podcast. I meant from the weird articles we were going through from Japan. Again, we wouldn't have a podcast. Yeah, we wouldn't have an ending to a podcast. Exactly. 
it's like, wow, it's normal. We're ending and it's you know, normal and we didn't screw with anybody's head. Well, crap. They would need to be in therapy. As this we... must. This cannot stand, apparently. No, it cannot. And speaking of, nope. and speaking of therapy, we're going to therapy our listeners with some music. So we'll be back and we're going to...
Yeah, I gotta fix the timing on that, but might have been the song itself, so it is what it is. Alright, that was a pretty good episode of Anime Jam Session. Would you all agree? Yeah, until uh, we stepped over a couple lines there. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're blurred anyway. Get out. <laughs> Blurred line. Sweet it. I think you might want to cut your losses here and just. Yeah. Go on. I, I am. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. If you have any questions about the podcast, suggestions, ideas, and so forth, hit us up at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that's podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Let us know what's on your mind. We will believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Um, I have to put some more content up there because I'm just seeing just the podcast. And like I said, we do this for fun, so we try to do what we can. So please continue to support the site. If you can't access our site for our podcast due to firewalls or blockage, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, TuneIn Radio. Please, we ask for five-star reviews on iTunes um, and Stitcher, please. You know, just let, let spread a good word. That's all we're asking. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. Uh, Otakon 2013 videos are up. I am currently working on New York Comic Con videos, then AAC. And that's not that many, so I should be able to get, like, really turn them out. If you want to check out our personal YouTube pages, I'm at uh, youtube.com slash djronless. Ari is at Ari22682. And Makochan at Chupluna. See some of our own custom content and stuff that we like on the regular. Twitter. Twitter.com slash session. Follow us here. So we know when our podcast is going live, when episodes are coming out, website, all that coolness. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at Dijavon Mess, Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako Chan is at Jovedea. Facebook, facebook.com slash anime jam session. I think we're like two away from like 2,900 people or something like that. Um... We're, yeah, we're two away from 2800 A couple of likes, please. That would be pretty cool, and that would be really be awesome of you. Pay it forward. Um, thank you for the likes. Thank you for the support. As long as you continue to like the page, our articles, photos, everything, we'll continue to add more stuff and add more content for you. That's what we're, that's what we're here for. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Facebook, uh, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmess or that guy. Mako is at uh, Mako-chan or Makoto Makochan Kino. And Ari is over at Ari Rockefeller. And like I said, we're on the VOG network uh, live Tuesdays, on course, and Thursdays. But there are other podcasts out there. I mean, definitely check out the VOG network if you're into Star Trek. Science fiction, pop culture, Doctor Who, British programming, television, movies, all that cool stuff. We have so many podcasts that have covered that will make you happy. Plus, it's from different points of views. And that's the best part. 
If you like gaming, definitely check out uh, Bobby Blackwell Show on Orange Lounge Radio, the cornerstone programming of this network. All starts Sundays at 8. If you like what we do on Tuesday nights, <coughs> excuse me, you should check out Electric Sisterhood. They come on right before we do. It's like a female perspective of what we do on a regular. And if you're into WoW and MMOs, there's Girls Gone WoW and Horde House on WoW Wednesdays. It all starts at 12. And Horde House is live at 10. I think they're mostly MMOs and talking Final Fantasy XIV now. Hmm. Let me go into the chat room real quick. Uh, Bob Copy Axe is the show over. And our, yeah, we're, we're starting to get on out of here, bro. But check out our Uncle presentation Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. And it'll be on iTunes and Storm normal RSS feeds Friday. All right, let's go around the room. Uh, last word, Ari. My house is starting to look really depressing with all these cardboard boxes laying around and furniture stored outside in the pod. Mm. On a side note, does anyone need an extra couch or uh, like curio they're uh, looking for? Because we got to get rid of them. That's what Craigslist is for, good sir. And that's kind of hit or miss. Eh, well. If you're looking to sell Craigslist, if you're looking to donate, there are plenty of places to donate. And there's also Free Cycle. I'll keep that in mind. There you go. Mako-chan. Um, I've been playing, uh, I've been watching crap on Hulu for two weeks now, basically nonstop. Um, so the other day since I was done with Digimon I uh I was watching one of the Pokemon movies oh boy wait which and one I don't even remember the name of it but I'm basically watching it and I'm going that's Michelle and that's Michelle and that's Michelle <laughs> so May was in it no, she yes does, yeah. and I think she voices a few Pokemons too she voices a couple of Pokemon, and then she voices, you know, the the main female good guy, the main female bad guy. So uh, I, I wrote to her, I said, when you're done with one of these movies, or with, you know, one of the TV shows, do you feel like you have split personalities? It's the Michelle Notch drinking game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, that's Michelle, and that's Michelle, and that's got to get, you know... I know that a lot of them do that. They'll voice, you know, like one of the main characters and then do a couple of uh, Pokemon. But that that's just got to be weird. I know they're not doing it all at once, but still, I mean, you're sitting in that booth and all of a sudden you're a good guy and then you're a bad guy and then you're a freaking animal. That's got to get, you know, confusing after a while. <laughs> Most likely. All signs point to yes. Uh, my last words. I'm really enjoying this keyboard, so I'm definitely looking to upgrade. And I have leftover wings with my name on it. And I'm, and I think I'm gonna dip into the Destiny beta and see what's going on with that. Yeah, it can't hurt to do a little bit of gaming here and there. Uh, that is it. End of list. Um, we're we will be here on Tuesdays. I don't see us taking a break anytime soon unless the majority of the crew is sick and I can't recruit. So we'll be here 
same VOD network time, same VOD network channel. So thanks for listening. Thank you for supporting. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. I'm out. See ya. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Told you about that. <laughs> Which is why she did it. Of course. God damn it, Koi. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeGemSession.com and VODNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamathane!